holy, holy. We thank you, Father. You are a good, good Father. Your kingdom has come and your will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. Even in the middle of storms, there's peace that passes all understanding. And Father, we stand in that peace that passes understanding right now. Even with the craziness of the times, with the uncertainty of the times, Lord God, there is never uncertainty in you. <laughs> there is never uncertainty in your presence, O oh, Father. And I thank you, Father God, that even today we can stand in the declaration that you're a good, good God, that you have a plan, that you have a purpose for every one of us that's in this house, that's watching online. You have a purpose and a plan for every one of us, Father God. And I thank you, Lord God, as Chris shared, that many times after a situation arises that's not so good, but yet it's the greatest hour of the church. And I thank you, Lord God, that through this season and time, your church is not going to end. It will never end because that's the family of God. It's not about buildings. It's about the family, individually, each of us coming together in your presence, Father. And so we thank you for the family. Around this world, we thank you for the family. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, amen. Worship, thank you, amazing, Chuck, Brianne, uh, just you know, absolutely, Nancy, awesome, thank you guys, thank you. Hallelujah, wow, exciting to be here. Um, happy Father's Day to, to the fathers that are out there, uh, absolutely, uh, a day of celebration. Uh, an interesting thing when we sang, uh, we sang... One of the songs, God of Revival, God of Revival, and I felt in my heart and my spirit, it's Father of Revival, God our Father of Revival, and it quickened in my spirit as we were singing, and I felt like the Lord asked me a question, are you a Father of Revival? And I went, oh Lord, I want to be, I want to be more of that. This morning's message, I'm going to be talking about the Father's business. What is his business here on earth? What are the things he speaks into? What are the things he's doing? But at the same time as I was preparing uh, these notes and putting them together, I kept thinking in my heart, the reference every time we talk about God our Father, that we need to be encouraged as fathers, as men of God. That, that when, when, when we hear these notes, these things that I speak today, I, I pray that we apply them into our own heart as well as fathers, as dads of our children or our future children if you're not married. I felt the Lord say to me today as I was in prayer earlier this morning, you call me and see me as father, live life so your family sees you too as a father. And I want to encourage us as fathers, anyone that's a dad here, anyone that's a dad that's watching, and you know what? 
The neat thing about the forgiveness and grace of our Father God is that the things of the past are finished and forgiven, but the future is still waiting to be written. And I want to encourage us so many times as dads, we've made mistakes. I've sat back, I went, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, kids. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have spoken like that. But the reality is, is, is children have an amazing ability to forgive. Just as our Father has sent His Son with an amazing ability that God had, the three in one, the amazing ability they have of forgiveness. And it becomes a living example of what we must do as believers is forgive. But yet it's one of the hardest things most Christians struggle with is forgiveness. I say that, why? Because so many people get hurt and burned by church, by family, by whatever, and they hold a grudge for life. But yet they're expecting to have the forgiveness of God in their life. So we want God to forgive us, but at the same time, we don't want to always forgive. And I want to tell you something. I pray that, that, that there's a burning desire in our hearts to let go of unforgiveness and step into the forgiveness that we're called to as believers in Jesus Christ. Fathers use their, their gifts and abilities for the marriage and family. Our Father God, He uses... His kingdom, with the gifts in it, by the, the, with his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose again, opens the door for his kingdom, the power of his kingdom, the authority of his kingdom, the gifts within his kingdom, the Holy Spirit dwelling. He uses that to increase, I'm going to use the word marriage, which is the bride of Christ, and the children within, that's you and me. So we must, as fathers as well, we are to use the God-given gifts and talents that he's given to us so we can have and build a strong marriage of love and be able to build a strong family environment with our children. So everything of a father is to protect God, sent his son Jesus Christ to reopen the door for intimacy and relationship through us, through the salvation, through Jesus Christ. Then sent his Holy Spirit to reunite us and connect us with this power and this authority of the kingdom of heaven that is around us. And he sent that to us so, so we as children of God will raise up, be protected by it, raise up and empower his family Thus, we as fathers need to do the same on this earth, that we use the gifts that God has given to us to protect our families, our marriages, our children, to raise them up and to empower his family in Jesus' name. If we carry this attitude as men, as fathers, and as women, as wives, this attitude empowers the true father's heart into the children, God empowers from his heart into us as children, so we empower from our heart into our children. I believe it's truly one of the reasons the body of Christ is referred to as a marriage, as children of God, as a family. And the one thing that the enemy wants to try to destroy is family. He wants to destroy Fathers, dads, 
He wants to destroy marriages. He wants to destroy children by, by creating dysfunction. And I believe even now he's trying to destroy the gathering and the unity of the saints together. He's a sneaky little devil. I call him little because that's how I see him. He's a little devil. He's a loser. He's a loser. He lost the war. And the only battle yet left is right here between my ears. And one of the worst things you could ever be sent into is solitary confinement. Why? Because it messes with your mind. Interesting seasons, isn't it? He died. He died for his marriage, Jesus Christ. He died for his children. Father sent his son Jesus to die for his bride. And we as dads have to be willing to die for a wife and our children. An interesting statistic. Mother's Day has the most phone calls of any day of the year. Father's Day has the most collect calls of any day of the year. <laughs> if the church is really about the Father's business, which it truly is, and the Father's business is his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, then everything you do for God will have some connection to the church. Let me say that. Because some people struggle with it because of pain or unforgiveness. If the church is really about the Father's business, well, we know it is because the Bible speaks totally about it all the time. Never once in Scripture does it say that the church is not the Father's business. The church is the Father's business. We gather together because it is the Father's business. And because it's the Father's business, we must also have business of gathering together. Maybe it's in small groups during this COVID things. Maybe it's just family members gathering together. But heaven forbid we ever step in to laws in our lands that stop us from gathering at all. Because I tell you what then we have to make some pretty big decisions as Christians, as the body of Christ. And I hope we don't have to be put into that. Now, I have traveled into many, many countries, 48 countries of this world, and I have gone into underground churches where they've whisked me in at night, down, down underneath a building, uh, no windows, doors are locked afterwards. And I have ministered because the government of that country said they cannot gather together. But you know what? They do. They do. Now, we in our government of Canada, we've been adhering by the guidelines. We still are to this day. And we're going to keep adhering to it. But we're, our expectation is that if something starts changing outside for businesses and movie theaters, and everything, our expectation would be that the churches would be changing too. First of all, I don't refer to us, a church, as a movie theater. I, I don't see it that way. I know maybe the, some people do, but that's not what we are. This is actually a lifestyle. This is actually a belief structure. I go to a movie not because I have a belief structure of movies. I go to a movie because I sit back and relax and watch a show. But I come to church not to sit back and relax and watch a show. I come to church to preach the truth, uh, the living word of God with power and authority to transform not only my life, but to transform your lives and the lives of 
people that are listening right now. That's why I come to church. That has nothing to do with a movie. Many people don't appreciate the church because of bad experiences from the past, things that happened in church. So many people get so bummed out about church. Church is, is two different words in the scriptures. One's the, the family and one's the ecclesia. So, so, so we're deemed the ecclesia is the governmental structure of the kingdom of heaven. And one's family gathering together. I want to encourage us. Don't hate the church. Love the church. Doesn't mean you have to agree with every single thing that has happened in the church, but I'll tell you what. If something in the past has stopped you from going to church, then you better step into a level of forgiveness again. You need, you, you need, you need forgiveness in your own heart, repentance of the attitude, because just because there's a bad apple doesn't mean the whole orchard is bad. Speaking of that, we're obviously seeing south of the border in different places around the world, the struggle against police officers right now. I want to tell you what, just because there's a bad police officer doesn't mean all of them are bad. I'll tell you what, I do not want to live in a country that does not have a police force. I've been in those countries, and let me tell you what, you will not want to live there, and even if you do, you probably won't survive it. A lawless country is not a society. I love our police. I thank the Lord for our police. I pray for our police. I pray the bad ones get, get, get the justice they deserve. Just like I do, we have good doctors and we have bad doctors. More people are dying by misdiagnosis of doctors than have ever been shot by police. That doesn't mean all doctors are bad. They're just trying the best that they can. Anyways, it's a little bit of a political in me. Just because people have made mistakes in the church does not change God's desire for his church. Just because fathers have mista made mistakes with their children or their marriage does not mean God does not desire the marriage and the children. If you made a mistake as a father or a mother in the family, it doesn't mean that God has stopped you from loving or forgiving yourself to love your children. Just because of mistakes does not mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater. We must understand that the church is the bride of Christ and not some special denomination or group. There's not just one denomination going to heaven. There's the body of Christ going to heaven. Whether you're denominational or non-denominational or whatever you are, if you know Jesus Christ as your living Lord and Savior, then your name is written in the book of life, and that sends you for eternal salvation with Jesus Christ our Lord. And guess what? I get to see you there and meet you there firsthand. What usually separates the church from the kingdom of God is when man's way overpowers God's way. And I want to tell you what, here in Windward, I pray constantly and continually, oh Lord, let not my way overpower your way. Let not my understanding overpower your understanding. I have to come in humility and understanding to know that I actually don't know that much, God, because you know all things. You're a good, good God. And even in the seasons and the times when I struggle, I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if I even want to go preach again. And God says, oh, it's a little more of your Holy Spirit. And you get empowered. And you get fired up. And you say, okay, God, okay, even in times when I don't feel like it, I'm going for it. Because you have called me to do this. God's way has always brought his kingdom to the church, just waiting for the church to rise up even more. 
Some people say, oh, I want to see the church rise up. Well, the church is rising up. And it starts with you. I want to see revival. It isn't revival. Maybe you're not. But if you ever expect someone else to build the revival, then you don't know what revival is. Revival births in you. It births in me first. And no matter what turmoil, no matter what situations in the families or issues that are going on around us, I choose every morning to wake up in the revival of God in my life. We must live the whole Bible today, every day in our life. Every one of us, every one of you watching, everyone here in this house, we have something extraordinary to give in life. Every one of us has something extraordinary to give in life. If you're watching with your family, just turn to them right now and say, you have something extraordinary to give in life. If you're here in the house, say to your left person and right person, you have something extraordinary to give in life. But we need to find that extraordinary in the people around us. Let the people who are passionate with God look at you and find and see the extraordinary in you. Oh, yeah, but nobody, nobody's acknowledging my gift. That's not extraordinary. It's actually gifts don't make you extraordinary. It's not the gift that makes you who you are. Yeah, but, but I prophesy, no one acknowledges me as a prophet. It's not the gift who makes you extraordinary. It's Jesus Christ in you, empowered by the Holy Spirit. That makes you extraordinary. Whether you prophesied or was a prophetic or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is are you living an extraordinary life for God in power and authority of his name? We must look and focus on the good things. Don't focus on the bad. I tell you what, there's a lot of bad. There's so much fake news. <laughs> it's mighty hard for me sometimes. Sometimes I watch the news a fair bit. There's a certain channel I choose to watch. It seems to be the most balanced of them all. But I want to tell you what, some of the fake things that are said and going on out there are mind-boggling. If the flat-out lies... Flat out lies. Some, not all. But now it's up to us to discern. How do you discern what you hear on TV or on the radio, on the internet? How do you discern if it's a lie or it's truth? Let me tell you and show you how you discern it. Right there. Right there. If it doesn't line up in the scriptures, then it's not truth of his kingdom. I personally, people say, well, when are you going to open up the church again? Well, we are. We've never shut it down. But we're following the guidelines of our government. But I'll tell you what, if you ask my opinion, I would have never shut the churches down. I actually believe that this is the time more than ever that people need to walk in these doors and be healed in Jesus' name. I don't care what disease or sickness you have. I never have in all my ministry. I don't care that people have told me in the past, whatever you do, don't hold that baby because you'll be infected. I grab down, I reach that baby, and I hug that baby. I give that baby a kiss. Oozing, stinky, smelling, 
and the baby died the following day. But I pray that the last love that he had felt was in the love of my arms as Jesus Christ loved the children. I don't care what sickness you have. I believe one thing is we're to lay hands on the sick and see them recover in Jesus' name. Arise, O bride, and see what I can do, says the Lord. We must move from where we are and move to where we're destined to be. Guess what? Well, the government's making us move situations within our own churches. So as much as it bums me out that we can only have 50 people in one area, at the same time, this whole COVID thing has pushed us to do better. It's pushed us to do uh, better cameras, better lighting, better uh, unbelievable where we've gone with with our social media stuff. It's amazing, and I thank the Lord for people like Angel and many others that have served so faithfully. And during the the downtime, we're building. We're not lying in defeat. We're not resting in idleness. No, 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 no. Oh, no. And when our doors open fully to 100% of the people coming back to this church, It's going to be a beautiful thing, but guess what? Our social media stays and keeps on going. If we want to see things we have never seen before, we must do things we've never done before. So we can look at this season and enter into depression, or we can look at this season and enter into victory. We can have such victory in our lives no matter what your circumstances are because victory doesn't come from your circumstances. Victory comes from the understanding that we already have the victory of Jesus Christ in us. And when we can live with that understanding, all these other things, we still walk in victory even if we're confined. We still carry the victory of Jesus. The timing of the Lord right now is to be obedient to him so we can reveal his will to us. He's calling us into a greater level of obedience every minute, every hour, every day in our own lives. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Ephesians 2, starting in verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners. If you know Jesus Christ as your living Lord and Savior right now, this is speaking to you. You are no longer strangers or foreigners but your fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. What a beautiful thing. Even if you're in your home, you are not a foreigner. You are not a stranger. You are family. You are family of God. Members, citizens, and members of the household of God. Verse 20. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. This applies to every person that is hearing these words right now. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then this is your lifestyle. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then this is now an open door for you to receive Jesus personally as your Lord and Savior. But now let's look at it to the fathers on Father's Day. Verse 19 again. Now therefore, you're not a stranger, fathers and dads, but you're fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. You have to be built up, O men, O mighty men of valor, O mighty men of fire. 
built up on the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, who's the chief cornerstone. That's you and me, Mr. Man of God, in whom the whole building, your whole family, is being fitted together. And as it fits together, it grows into a holy temple of the Lord. You see, the holy temple of the Lord is in you. And as you live in that holy temple of the Lord, your family, your marriage, uh, or your children, even if you've gone through a divorce or a separation and you have children, you still become a holy temple of the Lord. And every time you get to be with your children, they enter in with a holy temple of the Lord. Mark chapter 4, verse 10. Mark 4.10. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he, this is Jesus, and Jesus said to them, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. I want to encourage you that the more you know him, the less parables you get. You actually hear the understanding of his word. The farther away we get from him, from Jesus, the farther away we get from the understanding of his word. And all of a sudden, it'll just become words to you. They still have the power, but if we don't open the door as men, as women, they become words. God is calling us again. Verse 11. I'm going to read this one more time. And he, Jesus, said to them, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in perils. I want to encourage us, please, to, to, to focus in more and more into the word of God, more and more into his presence. Spend the extra time to be alone with the Father, to be alone with his Holy Spirit. Spend the extra time to be alone in his word and start to feel the outpouring of his presence increasing in our lives. And as we feel this outpouring of presence increasing in our lives, all of a sudden the worries, uh, the fear of this corona, the fear of the things around us, uh, the depression that starts setting in starts to vanish and disappear. And we start to see a life of revival in us. Matthew 20, verse 16. Matthew 20, verse 16. So the last will be first and the first last, for many are called. But few are chosen. I love this scripture. Because I truly believe you choose to be chosen. You're chosen already. But but when you join a team, there's the choosing of the, uh, we'll say, let's say that the the students that are trying out, the people that want to be a team, they're choosing to try out. And the coach is choosing to build a team. Now God has already chosen us. He's already chosen you. He's already chosen every person on this earth uh, to be on the team. And so the remaining choice that's left is not God's choice, it's your choice. Because God's choice is and ever will be for you. But it's now our choice. So the last will be first. And the first last, for many are called, but few chosen, few 
have chosen the call. This is a, a time, men of God. This is a time, women of God. This is a time, anyone who's unsaved watching this right now, choose. The choice is yours. Well, no one loves me. Yes, yes, they do. God never leaves you or forsakes you. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Talking about we are a chosen generation. But you are a chosen generation. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. I want to encourage you right now. You are a chosen generation. You have been chosen for such a time as this. Because you are chosen and you've chosen to, chosen to step into the choosing of God. You are a royal priesthood. You're not just a priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. You're not just a nation. You are a holy nation. Almost as if the nation depends on you and me on being holy, which it does. You are a holy nation, his own special people. Why? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into the marvelous light. He has called you out of darkness and into the marvelous light. Every day, every minute of our life. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Colossians 1, verse 9. For this reason, this is Paul, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So we pray right now, oh, Father God, we pray right now. that we step into the knowledge and wisdom of God. Oh, Father, I pray right now that all of us and everyone watching and everyone in this place right now, that we start stepping into a greater knowledge and wisdom and spiritual understanding. I love the end of this verse 9. I'm going to read the whole verse again. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge. So listen to this. Filled with the knowledge. Who's the man of wisdom? Jesus. Because he took knowledge and applied it wisely in his life. So we pray that you're filled with knowledge, that you know the word. And of his will, if you know the word of his will, all wisdom and spiritual understanding, you notice they're different. Wisdom is applying his knowledge wisely in our lives, which opens the door to a spiritual understanding around us. Why? Verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being fruitful in every good work. Without fruit in our work, we can't even increase in the knowledge of God. I pray 
as many have had extra time off because of the COVID, I pray that we increase knowledge, His Word in our lives, and we start to increase our service. First starting serving His presence in our own life so we can serve His presence in our marriages, so we can serve His presence in our children, in our grandchildren. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Corinthians 3, starting in verse 16. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. You want the veil taken off? You want the fog taken from your eyes? You want the, the, the eyes that aren't seen clearly to see clear again? Let me tell you, turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. When you turn to the Lord, the veil, the cloudiness, the fog is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, verse 17. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. See, it doesn't, liberty is not subject to your environment or your circumstances. Maybe your liberty in a country is, but not your liberty in God. That's subject to you turning to the Lord, and the veil gets taken away. Your liberty is always turning to the Lord, focusing on the Lord. Oh, it clears our eyes up to see. It clears our ears to hear. And where the Lord is, the Spirit is. And with the Lord Jesus in our lives, the Spirit is in our lives. And in that Spirit, There is liberty. There's liberty. But we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I want to encourage us today, right now. Let's look to the Lord Jesus right now. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to tell you something. He died on the cross and rose again for you today, right now. Right now. To know Him. To invite Him into your life. To ask for forgiveness of sins because he's already forgiven you. And immediately the veil starts coming away. Just like in a wedding, I can see in a marriage. Just before the pastor says, you may kiss the bride, he pulls the veil and he kisses her. Sometimes, some traditions, when the 
father walks the bride, the dad walks the bride down and gives her to come to the groom. He takes the veil off. So she comes with eyes clarity, eyes to see. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Acts 9, 31. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. How? How did they do this? And all the churches throughout Canada, through America, throughout the countries of the world had peace and were edified. Did they do that because the government was making wise decisions? No. Whether the government makes wise decisions or bad decisions, it doesn't change the edification of the church. How do they do it? The second part of the verse says it. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. They were multiplied. I believe we're in a season of great multiplication. Oh, that devil. I'm going to say it clearly again. He's a loser. He's actually pretty dumb. Like the spirit of stupid lives on him. Matter of fact, he's the creator of the spirit of stupid as far as I'm concerned. Actually, he's not a creator. The devil can't create anything. But he was the first stupid one that we read about in Scripture. Dumb one. Maybe that's better. The kids are like, oh my goodness, Dad, you're saying the word, the S word. We never were allowed to say stupid. No, he was dumb. He literally thought he could rise up and be greater than the Father. <laughs> Instead of learning from his Father, he rose up to be greater. That father that we're talking about is God, and he is a good, good God. Even if you had a bad father in your life, bad dad, don't rise up to be greater than him. Take the good that he does have, because there's got to be some there somewhere, because he's been created by God. Take the good and forgive the bad and become better father to your children. Jesus gave us a comforter. Why? Because Jesus knew that his true ways in our lives would make us uncomfortable first. And so he gave us a comforter, the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you here right now believer in Jesus Christ, if you've just given your life to Christ Jesus, now invite the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, into your life. I'm going to give an opportunity, I just feel in my heart, 
that there are people that are going to watch this that need to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they're not sure how. I'm going to give you an opportunity at this moment right now. I say I. God is giving you an opportunity. I feel it so strongly. If you're watching right now, and maybe you don't really know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe maybe you've been backslidden or, or not following God, you just want to rededicate your life or give your life to Jesus. John 3.16 is so clear. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. It just takes you to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So wherever you are right now, let's pray a, a simple prayer together. And if you want to receive Christ Jesus in your life today or you want to give your life back to Him from a backslidden state, let's just repeat after me right now. Dear Jesus, I want everybody that's in this room live And if you're watching online, let's all repeat it together. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Forgiving me with your blood. And rising again on the third day to give me everlasting life. I invite you into my heart, into my life, into my mind today. Thank you for forgiving me. Holy Spirit, the Comforter, I ask you to come into my heart, into my life, into my mind. Fill me with your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, please reach out to us reach out to a local church. You can contact us at info at windward.ca or phone us or, or mark in the comments. We want to connect with you. And if you're in a backslidden state, you just weren't feeling fired up and something shifted and changed in you, contact us. Let us know. We want to connect with you and pray with you more. And I thank you, Father God, this day you have made. Let's all stand. Let's feel the end with the Lord's Prayer. Let's say this together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others that have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 There's a couple prayer requests coming up quickly. We're going to pray for Doreen's neighbor, Pat. She has cancer and it's come back. They're having surgery on Friday. We speak to all cancers in any bodies. Be gone in Jesus' name. 
in Jesus' name. We speak to the miraculous healing power of Jesus' name, of Jesus Christ, our living Lord and Savior, for cancers and tumors, sicknesses and disease. Be gone in Jesus' name. Anyone who might be in this place or watching right now, whatever ailment, whatever sickness, whatever pain you have right now, speak to it in the name of Jesus and say, pain, tumor, cancer, blood disorder, get out in Jesus' name. Get out in Jesus' name. For I am a child of God, filled with His Spirit. And we thank you. And we thank you. And bless the fathers. And the fathers to be the young men that have not had the babies yet. We, we thank you, Father, for them to rise up, the mighty men of God, the warriors of men, the men of valor. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.